From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour. This is indeed the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to welcome in Miriam Sam, Sam Martino, who is the uh, Executive Director of Catholic Charities and Social Concerns. Uh, Miriam, good day to you. Good day to you, Bob. Are you out at the mall? <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good thing to be doing in <laughs> this time of year. Yes, it's for a good cause, though. For a good, for a cause. good cause. Okay, it's always, you know, it's it's funny. I uh, we're, we're we're joking, but I I I just enjoy. Uh, I'm not much of a shopper, and and uh, I, I you know I I loved getting Christmas presents when I was a kid too, and loved as a parent giving Christmas presents to kids and stuff. But I just really do enjoy walking through a mall at Christmas time. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I had not been in a mall in a very long time, and as I'm here this morning, I was like, wow, I really miss, you know, being able to just walk and look at the things either through the windows, go mm-hmm. in and look at stuff, and see all the Christmas decorations, it's just beautiful. It's, it's, a good, uh, it's a good feeling. I always head straight for the food court. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something about cinnamon rolls that just <laughs> get me every time. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's so intoxicating, you know. Yeah. So now we're now we all have cravings. Thanks, Bob. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just just uh, go to the food court and get some cinnamon rolls, and I will reimburse you. Okay, just bring the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Very good. So the the real question is, what are you doing at the mall? Well, I'm out here at the Galleria in Roseville because of a very special program um, called the Giving Machine. Um, and it is a program sponsored completely by the Church of Jesus of Latter-day Saints. We, we have maybe and lost some connection here with Miriam. We will uh, oh, sorry, Bob. endeavor to get, her, to get her back up. Um, she's, uh, we, 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 we'll get her back on. Um, but that, that happens at the mall. She probably went around the corner and lost connection. Uh, I should tell you in the meantime, uh, Saturday, December 17, and Sunday, December 18, from heaven on high, celebrating the beauty and joy of Christmas, Sacred Heart Scola Cantorum Choir with Donald Kendrick, the conductor, Ryan Enright, the organist, uh, Saturday the 17th at 8 p.m., Sunday the matinee at 2 p.m., Sacred Heart Church is at 39th and J in Sacramento. Miriam, Miriam, are you back? Miriam, do, do we have you? Uh, hi, Bob. No, I don't think we have her. We somehow uh, looked like we had her, but uh, indeed, indeed, we don't. Try one more time. Me? There you are. There, there you I are. Am. Did you uh, <laughs> did you take a break for cinnamon rolls? <laughs> cinnamon oh, rolls. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start over. You're there, uh, giving machines. Yeah, the giving machines is a wonderful program sponsored by the Church of. Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and it is a donation program. So it takes a, the concept of a regular vending machine, and instead of, you know, snacks and, and soda and water you can buy, you can actually purchase a donation for uh, multiple organizations, and the Diocese of Sacramento Catholic Charities is one of the organizations that's being featured. So how does, how does that work? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to visualize. Is this a new program? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's a new program here in, in the Sacramento region. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our first year here, but it, it happened worldwide um, for, for the church and Latter-day Saints. And they, uh, it's an actual red vending machine, and this year's theme is uh, Light the World. And you go up to the machine, and for example, for our items, we have, like, for $7, you can donate, and it buys us a bus pass. Oh. Or, uh, and we're intending to donate those to the Exodus Project and also our Refugee Resettlement Services so that, um, you know, those re-entering society, those fleeing uh, their country and in here seeking refuge are able to get on the bus and get to their appointments and to work as needed. So at, at the Galleria Mall, how, how like, it would be one vending machine or were they, are they scattered throughout or how does that work? Yeah, so it's, it's one vending machine uh, post, but it has three different uh, windows where people can purchase these items. And it's located near the Toomey store at the Galleria. And so you go up to the machine, you select the item, um, you'll see these uh, placards, and it'll say Diocese of Sacramento and the other charities that are on there as well. And you can select, you pick your number just like you would at a regular vending machine. Uh, you can add multiple items to your cart if you want, or just buy one, that's fine too. And then it has a payment option, and you can do a credit card. It has, uh, you know, the scanning option as well. And then once you purchase it, then the little placard that you purchase falls, just like a regular vending machine. But 100% of the donations go to that organization. And and you get you get what a, a placard saying you did this? No, you do get a receipt, but you don't get anything physical get other than the receipt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And and that somehow go then that goes off to uh, the bus passes. That's yeah. So at the end of the camp of the program, which will end on January fourth, um, after uh, the program ends, you know the totals will be tallied, and each organization will receive a check with the donations that were provided to to us. So uh, we're hoping to receive uh, you know a good amount of donations so we can continue to support many of our charities here in Sacramento. Um, and so we're, we're just very honored and thankful that we're part of this program this year. Wow. And, you know, the, the missing link is you ought to be able to take that receipt and go get a free cinnamon roll. <laughs> I'll suggest it for next year. <laughs> yeah. That would, you know, tie everybody into this thing. So, <laughs> so how did, how did this come, come about that we got selected? Well, um, you know, we've been uh, partners right like, across interfaith, uh, sure. very ecumenical um, collaboration here in Sacramento, and, and we've partnered with the Mormon Church on religious freedom and, and other, even on Top One, we also collaborated with them. Right. And so, um, and they're very familiar with our Catholic charities um, in Sacramento um, and, and all of our programs that span the diocese. And so they reached out, you know, and said, hey, you guys do great work. We'd love to feature you in this program and help your ministries. And we said, of course, that is wonderful. And so now we share this vending machine with uh, three other local organizations and a couple worldwide ones. Are they are they the other ones religious organizations or just uh, charitable organizations? Um, it's, it's a good mix. So we have uh, an Islamic nonprofit organization that actually was partnering with the Sacramento Food Bank. So they've mm-hmm. kind of uh, provided a lot of the direct services in um in Sacramento, as well as Heart, which is uh, in, in partnership with a lot of our parishes, actually. Um, a representative from Citrus Heights is here. Um, you know, they do homeless outreach. They do warming sanctuaries um, during the winter months. 
Uh, let's see what else do we have. And we also have the Placer County Food Bank. Oh, very good. Very good. And are there vending machines in any other uh, malls uh, in Sacramento? No, no, no. It's only at the, Rose, the, at the Gallery in Roseville. So um, as you're shopping, you know, hopefully you get inspired, um, you know, to kind of share the, the love that we feel during this Christmas season and stop by and, and, and make a donation, you know, that's comfortable. And, and presumably the Galleria management has donated the space or, or whatever mm -hmm. it requires. Yeah, yeah. For, for him. yeah, absolutely. And they're right in front of the big Christmas tree, so they're very accessible. Um, and, you know, it's a great way to show your children, too, right, as you're shopping for your loved ones and trying to give them a really good, nice Christmas. It's a great way to also, um, you know, ensure that others that maybe we don't see every day but are, have a great need, they're still being thought of, we're supporting them, and they can have a, a good Christmas as well. You know, this interfaith uh, support is, is really heart heartwarming. I was just reading a story in the Idaho State Journal about uh, the town of Pocatello uh, in Idaho, in southern Idaho, and the uh, Mormon stake there had donated 40,000 pounds of food to St. Vincent de Paul. Wow. You know, wow. because, and, and as, as the director of the Mormon stake explained, he said, you know, we had some excess. Um, they are serving people within our stake our boundary um and yeah. we we wanted to help and uh they just don't they figured it would serve you know three meals a day to 180 people for a month you know and oh, that's amazing yeah and uh you know and it it, it helped saint vincent de paul and it helped the people in the pocatello area and it was just it was just real heartwarming to see the story um it was, uh, you know, not unusual for either of those groups, I'm sure, to, yeah. to mutually help each other. Um, I remember our uh, Bishop Wiegand, uh, uh, Bishop Emeritus Wiegand, uh, came to Sacramento from the Diocese of Salt Lake and uh, uh, w just had a wonderful relationship with uh, people of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, and it's, it's just a wonderful example, especially right now, where uh, we might see a little bit of, you know, our society being a little divided, yep. or, you know, we don't, we don't feel comfortable, right? Um, but regardless of our faith, regardless of where we come from, this, this program really brings us all for, for really the common good, right, to, to really serve the, those who are most vulnerable and are in need in our community. So I think it's a great example. Um, it's a great program to participate, and again, we're just very grateful and, and excited. So, Miriam, uh, as director of Catholic Charities, um, we, we always think of giving at this time of year. Um, are there are there special programs? Are there special needs that you'd like to sort of emphasize today? Um, well, I mean, unfortunately, there are a lot of needs. Um, I think the most important ones that we are focusing on right now are, you know, women children and families who are either on the brink of homelessness or are um, already homeless and so and those trying to re-enter society. And so any donations or support that can go to these organizations like the Exodus Project, um, the Refugee Resettlement Services, Sacramento Food Bank, Loves and Fishes, um, even our, you know, Sacramento Life Center or maternity homes, those are the organizations that are really working in the peripheries and the margins of our society. And at this time, you know, it's very, it's very lonesome for, for a family, 
or a, uh, a pregnant woman, right, who is really unsure what's going to happen next. And so the more that we can support and bring that love and warmth to those organizations so they can share it with their clients, I think it just makes a big world, uh, a big difference. Yeah, you know, and we're still, we. I mean, Catholic Charities, you're still working on helping people from the the devastating uh, fires we've had. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were in Oroville a couple of weeks ago, you know, we got to just have a conversation with folks who are survivors of the wildfire in, in paradise. And, and that's um, what, now four years ago? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you talk to them, you know, and, and you have to really be humble and listen and to see and try to understand what they really want through, what they're still going through, what their needs are, and that it's an ongoing support system that they need. So the more that we can rally together, rally around them, and really show them our support, uh, it's just, you know, it can be really life-changing. Wow. That's just that's just. Uh... That's it's amazing. So, with, with Catholic charities and and social concerns, how many? <laughs> you probably don't even know. Uh, you don't have enough fingers and toes to count them all. But how many different programs does Catholic Charities sponsor? Oh my goodness! You put me on the spot, Bob. Um, <laughs> well, there there's there's too many to count. Yeah. Um, I, I would say at least twenty. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, uh, on top of some of the the programs that we do, right, like anti-racism. Right. Um, also, detention ministry and restorative justice. Um, those are a lot of. We encompass a lot, but at the same time, you know, what's important is that we are able to provide opportunities for each of us to put our faith in action, to really be open to God's uh, will, and and go where He's calling us to serve. So, um, that's that's really the the center of my office, and we're hoping to continue to provide those opportunities for our, for all of our parishioners. So you have. Uh, Satellite offices, right? Yolo Solano and North State. How does that work? Um, so each of the Catholic charities, so Yolo Solano, uh, Sacramento Food Bank, and Northern Valley Catholic Social Services, as well as the Rancho Cordova Food Locker and Mother Teresa Maternity Home, they are independent nonprofits under the Catholic Charities umbrella. Mm-hmm. And so um, they are under our nonprofit status. They are linked to the, the diocese. And so... Each one has their mission, right, that's linked to the Catholic social teaching, and uh, each one, and the reason why we have so many different ones is because the need, right, in each community is so different. And so being based on subsidiarity, right, if you live in the community, you know the need, you know how to respond best. And so that's really what we want to encourage is that our organizations that are in the community can respond to that specific need and not have, because um, we're such a large diocese, right, we're 20 counties, um, it's if there's no way that one county or us sitting here in Sacramento at the Pastoral Center are going to understand how to meet those needs or serve the community best. So we're really proud of how we've organized the charities so that we're very community and local uh, oriented. Yeah, because it, with, within this, <laughs> the 20 counties, uh, there are a lot of needs, but they're, they're very often specific to to specific areas of, of right. the diocese uh, and, and their different needs. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, there's the Catholic Charities part, and then there's the parish social ministries, right? There's so many ministries in each of our parishes that are very unique um, to responding to the need. And so um, they have to go hand in hand. And so Catholic Charities um, agencies do one part, and but we really do rely on our parishes and our communities to, to help, you know, fill 
the, the whole person, right, to provide that whole person care. So we, we talk with Blake Young of uh, Sacramento Food Bank uh, frequently, and he said that, you know, even as COVID waned and it may be coming back, uh, that and, and the economy, you know, all, all the things that are happening, that their, their client load soared during COVID and really hasn't receded very much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're seeing, uh, in, a, in a sense, an economic pandemic, right, mm-hmm. um, where the cost of living, um, the things that, you know, someone who's living on a fixed income may have had their budget really set out, knowing that their items for the shopping, you know, the food was set for, for every week, and now we're seeing that it's costing them 30% more, but their income isn't going up 30%. Right. So that's a difficult decision to make on what is, how are you going to maintain uh, yourself fed um, on a very basic or very, you know, uh, limited income. And we're, we're seeing that across the board. So uh, that's what I'm calling it for now. It's an economic pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's a, it, that one's very tough, right, because there's no vaccine for it. Uh, there's uh, no medical yeah. treatment that we can yep. put on it. So uh, it, it's really, uh, unfortunately, it, I think it's going to highlight once again, right, how interconnected and how interdependent we are um, because, we can't, we can't do this alone. So we really need to be there to support those who are struggling the most. Well, you know, you, you think of all the necessities, uh, like uh, electricity and gas mm-hmm. and uh, your car brakes, uh, all these things. Uh, but the most basic of the basic is, is food. And, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing how, I mean, uh, Blake will cite the numbers. and It's just amazing to me. How many people have food insecurity in in the, the diocese of Sacramento? Yeah, and then I think you know if you kind of expand on that, if you have food insecurity, what are you doing in these really cold days, right? I right. think we woke up right thirty and below. How are you doing? Are you are you turning on the the, the heater, or are you thinking can I afford this at the end of the month? And I'm going to kind of you know wait to turn on the heater. And so, what does that do to your health, to your children, to yep to seniors living in your home. So it's a very dangerous situation. And, uh, you know, we pray to God that if we get through this. Of course we will, but, you know, it's just really tough right now. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, Miriam, uh, anything I didn't ask you about that you wanted to share with our listeners? No, no, I think it was great. Um, you know, if they're in at the Gallery in Roseville, you know, come out and check out the giving machines. Um, it's a really quick experience. I think when I did it, it took me less than a minute, uh, probably more because I was reading everything, but uh, it's a really great option. It's a good distraction. You know, come on through, get your holiday shopping, but then also uh, give to a good cause. I'm, I'm one of those that uh, and vending machines and I are not friends. I'm one of those that, you know, puts my money in, hits the button, and it either gets stuck. You, you know, you we're talking about Cheetos or a Pepsi or something. You know, we're, we're not talking about charity. <laughs> and it, the bag gets halfway down and it gets stuck. You know. Oh, I, I don't know, Bob. I think that's the machine telling you it's not a good choice. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that could be. <laughs> that could it's be. Telling you to go get. Uh, you want cinnamon rolls? <laughs> yes, right, right, it's, indeed. Well, Miriam, uh, thanks so much for all you do. I know uh, uh, everybody says how lucky we are to have you here at the diocese. So, thanks for all your great work, and uh, you and your family have a have a, have a, a wonderful and holy Christmas. 
Thank you. You too, Bob. Thanks, Miriam. That's Miriam San Martino, who is the executive director of uh, Catholic Charities here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Yeah, so uh, we just we are lucky lucky to have her. Uh, I'll tell you again about uh, from heaven on high, celebrating the beauty and joy of Christmas. Sacred Heart Scola Cantorum. Donald Kendrick, the conductor. Ryan Enright, the world famous organist. Really, their concert, their annual concert, which they haven't had for three years, uh, will take place Saturday, December seventeen at eight p.m. Sunday, December eighteen at two p.m all at Sacred Heart Church, 39th and J Streets in Sacramento. Uh, tickets are available by uh, going to scolacantorum.com or you can telephone 850-545-4298. Uh, tickets are also available at the the door. The, uh, uh, yeah, so the, really a, a great concert. And then the... Uh, the Sacramento Choral Society in Orchestra's annual uh, uh, Christmas concert uh, takes place on uh, the 10th, uh, the 10th of December, Saturday at 2 p.m. at the Memorial Auditorium in uh, downtown Sacramento, and you go, you can go to Sacramento Choral to get your tickets for that. Always a a great great event. Posada, the intercultural Advent gathering, uh, let's gather to commemorate Joseph and Mary's journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem in search of a safe refuge where Mary could give birth to the baby Jesus. When they were unable to find lodging in Bethlehem, Joseph and Mary were forced to seek shelter in a stable where the Christ child was born. You're asked to bring a traditional guest, uh, <laughs> traditional guest, a traditional dish to share. And everyone is welcome. It'll take place December 17th uh, from 10 a.m. to noon at St. John the Baptist Parish, 307 Montrose Drive in Folsom. Uh, the event contact uh, for this is Teresa Donan. Her, her phone number is 916-733-0132 or go to T. Donan. Uh, at night at uh, scd t donan at scd dot org. Uh, also, World uh, uh, Marriage Day. This is one of those where you just want to um, circle the date, if you will. World World Marriage Day will take place on Saturday, February eleven, with nine thirty a.m. Holy Mass with Bishop Soto at Good Shepherd Catholic Church uh, in Elk Grove. Uh, you're, it's at 9539 at Racket Court in Elk Grove. You're invited to join as we honor marriage and salute the beauty of faithfulness, sacrifice, and joy in married life. During this live-streamed Mass, there will be a special blessing for sacramentally married couples and an opportunity for them to renew their marital commitment. After Mass, there will be an opportunity to receive a blessing and a photo with Bishop Soto. Special certificates will be distributed at the reception honoring couples celebrating milestone anniversaries. Uh, they'd like you to register, especially if you are uh, want to get one of those certificates. Uh, you can go to scd.org. That's Sacramento Catholic Diocese. scd.org backslash WMD. Uh, if you have questions, call the Office of Faith, uh, Family and Faith Formation at 916 
733-0133. And really anything, uh, anything you want to know about the diocese, go to scd.org and that will tell you all about it. And of course, WMD World Marriage Day. So scd.org backslash WMD 916-733-0133. We'll take a quick break back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. This is Yasmin Castellanos from the Catholic School Department, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. That's me. Thanks, thanks uh, for that wonderful, wonderful introduction for all the great work you do as well. Well, we are just uh, pleased and honored to welcome in Salvatore Ati who will be the headliner at Home for the Holidays, the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. A wonderful event, their annual Christmas concert. Saturday, December 10th is the 2 p.m. matinee, and that is the only performance this year, all taking place at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium, 1515 J Street. Salvatore, uh, great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure! Thanks for having me. Uh, do, you, really do you pronounce Do you pronounce that e on the uh, end of your first name? Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I go by Salvatore. Uh-huh. I also go by Sal. Um, and funny enough, my parents actually call me Sam. They call you Sam. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's it's funny because I once knew uh, a Salvatore, and. Uh, he looked, I, I, you know, when I first met him and, and uh, I asked how he pronounced his name and he said, I'm Italian, I pronounce every letter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> okay, you've got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. You're also a teacher here in the diocese. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my second year teaching in the diocese. Um, I teach at the Holy Spirit Parish School. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach music uh, at the school as well as I do math. Uh, I teach math as well here. Um, and uh, I'm also the head coach of the football team. Or not the football, excuse me, the golf team. And um, I also uh, direct the choir and the band. Oh, so wow. I do them a lot here at Holy Spirit, but I love it. So it's, it's a great place to be. I mix um, up football and golf, too. Yeah, you know, they're my two loves, so, you know, <laughs> it's well, interchangeable. <laughs> we, you, you know, see, now you've distracted me, and now we're going to talk football for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could, but I'm a Bills fan, you know, I'm from Buffalo. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, 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 what a, what a, you know, what a, what a tragic story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I was alive for the four, for the four uh, lost Super Bowls, so oh. um, we'll, hopefully we can get one here in the next coming year, but, um, oh, I, but yeah. I, I remember last year watching the, I, I guess it was the, the, the conference championship game and, and the Bills, I think it was the Chiefs they were playing. Yeah. And the Bills scored with like 11 seconds to go to presumably win the game and still managed to lose. Yep. And my, yeah, it was my wife came home and she says, she said she ran into a guy at the hardware store and he was wearing Bills stuff and he was just ecstatic. He was telling everybody the Bills won, the Bills won, the Bills won. <laughs> and nobody had the heart to tell him, Actually, they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a heartbreaker. You know, last two years have been like that, yep. but um, hopefully soon. So, But, yeah, um, I'm, not only do I, I teach here at Holy Spirit, I, I sang uh, in the cathedral choir for mm-hmm. uh, years um, since I moved to California in 2017. Um, now I'm over at Sacred Heart um, singing with Don's choir, the Scola Cantorum. Scola Cantorum. So, so, mm-hmm. so you are also going to be part of the From Heaven on High uh, concert. Yeah, and um, the cool thing about that one is um, I'm going to sing O Holy Night at the Home for the Holidays. Yes. And so if anybody misses that, um, I'll be singing that on the concert with Scola on December 17th. So I'll also be doing that uh, O Holy Night with them on, on that concert as well. So. I've I've had people tell me that Oh Holy Night is one of the most difficult songs to sing. Is that true? Well, I think it's it's it can be very powerful when sung really well. Um and I think it's it's a beautiful piece and it's definitely difficult uh in the way that uh where the notes lie on the staff without getting too music technical. Um a lot of the notes sit up in the higher part of the range, mm-hmm. in the upper part of the range, and it just stays there. Um, so it's really difficult to connect those notes together and kind of make them sound like one voice because um, you don't want it to sound too different between the notes. You want to make sure it blends throughout the voice, which is something, you know, we go to school for as musicians and, you know, uh, and um, learn how to do correctly. Uh, so that it seems easy. That's the whole part of, of singing. You want to practice and, and make these difficult transitions seem easy to the audience. But yes, it's, it's anything but. <laughs> so you're the, you're the headliner, if you will, at the Home for the Holidays concert, which will be at the Memorial Auditorium. Have you performed at the Memorial Auditorium before? No, actually, this will be my very first time, and I'm really, really excited to do that. I've, I've heard 
wonderful things about like singing in that auditorium, what it looks like. My wife is originally from Sacramento, mm-hmm. and I think she sang there in high school, and she always talks about it. And um, I got to sing at the Safe Credit uh, Arena there mm-hmm. um, with Sacramento Philharmonic and Opera recently, and I've done that a few times, and I've sung at the... Uh, the B Street Theater there, the Sophia. Right. And um, and so this will be my first time, and so I'm really looking forward to, to singing in that hall. It's it's the pictures look beautiful. I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I I remember actually covering a Sacramento State basketball game in that arena. Um, it's oh, it's hosted cool. in in its nearly hundred years. Uh, just all kinds of things, big time wrestling, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. back, back in the day when they had pay-per-view for, you know, Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston kind of thing. That's, that's where you would go to watch it. You know, um, they had cir- circuses in there. They, it was the build. It was the, the golden one of Sacramento, but obviously much, much, much smaller venue. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, you know, high school graduations, but it still has the feeling of an, an old building, it, it, you know, in all the renovations and all the upgrades and all that. It's they've they've kept that grandeur of the old building. Uh, and there's some wonderful photos of pe- people should come early and look at uh, there are a lot of photos around the in the hallways of the of the building of you know, Hollywood stars that have been there and, uh, you know, other things that have happened there. It's fast. It's like a, a walk through Sacramento history. Oh, that's really cool. You know, and, and since I am a, a new uh, resident of Sacramento, I, this is my home for the foreseeable future, too. So I'm really, really happy that I get to uh, to perform there, especially with all the history. I've read up on some of it, but, you know, I think it's a really awesome idea. I didn't know they had a lot of those pictures there. So that would be really cool to see. Maybe I'll sneak out and rehearsal one time. Yes, do. <laughs> During do. one of my breaks. Yeah, so don't what, tell God, though. <laughs> what's what's your role? What what do you sing solos? Do you how how does that work? Being quote unquote the headliner. Yeah, so um, it's really cool. I get to sing a lot of the solos um, throughout the piece. Um, we're doing a, a really cool German carol. Um, that'll be the first thing I sing. And then, uh, we're doing a, a medley of old American carols and, and then of course, Oh Holy Night. And, um, we're also doing this thing where, um, I'm going to read the night before Christmas with orchestra. And this year we have a puppet puppeteer coming with puppets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone saw that on the, um, the yeah. flyer, the and, Green and, Valley and, Theater puppets. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that's going to be really cool. So they're going to be, Acting out um, essentially what I'm saying um, for the for the night before Christmas with orchestra accompanying it. So it'd be real. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm a I'm a dad of a six year old, and mm-hmm. she'll be in attendance. And I and I'm really excited for her to kind of see that uh, her dad work a little bit um, and and what he does up on stage because she doesn't really get to see that a lot. And and I think this is a wonderful concert for kids and families and adults alike. It's it's really going to be a lot of fun, and those puppets are going to be, I think, a really, really good addition to an already great story. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. I've I've attended in the past many times, and it's it's the most wonderful family event you can imagine. Um, there's you know, there's the Old Holy Night. There's the traditional Christmas songs. There's uh, um, also 
quote-unquote traditional holiday songs, you know, the, the more uh-huh. secular, if you will. There's puppets. One year they had the Grinch. Uh, you know, uh, the guy in the red suit showed up. And, and, you know, we were sitting up in the balcony. He comes up to the balcony, and he's taking pictures and, you know, just having fun with everybody. Uh, and then just some really poignant moments, you know. It just it's, it really covers all the bases. Yeah, it does. It, you know, looking at the program, and I get to see it a little early, um, it's really, really well done. And I really think it's going to be a really special night. A lot of great musicians um, involved in this. You know, not just myself, everybody playing, the people in the chorus, the, the puppeteers. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really high talent that goes into putting something like this together. And, and I'm so appreciative to be a part of it. And like you said, I think it's going to be a really great show for, for all the, the whole family. And it starts with a candlelit procession with the entire, you know, 52,000 members of the Choral Society walking in. <laughs> It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a, quite a sight to see. And yeah. the, and then there's an audience sing along portion as well. I've been asked not to sing during that, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe you could sneak to this this year. You know, I will I will lip sync. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Yeah. My, my own family has asked me not to sing. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would say the same thing about me. So, <laughs> so how does it come about? that you your participation in this how does how does that work they 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 give you a call they send you an email they send you a text and say we heard about you do you audition do you how do you rehearse all what goes into that whole that whole process yeah it's quite a lengthy process you know i i remember in college one of my teachers told me for 30 seconds that you were on stage you must rehearse that 30 seconds for three and a half hours wow so yeah it's it's um, I think, like like I was saying before, you know, as musicians, we try to make it look easy. So when the when the listener uh, sees it, uh, I don't think sometimes they don't realize like how much actual time and, right. and work goes on in the back channel. Um, for this particular show, um, I reached out to to Don um, and I and I I asked if I could sing for him. I knew he was a well known uh, musician conductor. Um, in the area, and since I just moved here, I was, you know, essentially trying to introduce myself to, mm-hmm. to the people around around uh, my new city. And um, I sang for him, and he he enjoyed my singing, and um, then just kind of kept me in mind. And really, about a year later, um, he asked me to do the uh, Home for the Holidays concert as the headliner for actually uh, last year. So mm-hmm. um, I was going to be the headliner for the previous year, but, um, you know, COVID and, and right. other concerns uh, caused that to be delayed. But now, you know, it brought me back this year. So that's, that's how I, I got uh, to do this opportunity. And then what a blessed opportunity is for me. And, and, and you know, these are the types of things that I really love doing. Um, and then, you know, after that, there's just a bunch of rehearsals. So he gave me the music um, about a month ago or so. And I've been working on it and memorizing it and making sure that I, you know, put my own, you know, my Salvatore Atti spin on it, mm-hmm. you know, not, not put myself in my music and, and make it different than maybe the other, uh, other performers that have, have done this uh, before or these songs before and just kind of make it my own. And, and that takes um, probably that whole month for me um, with looking at the music 
uh, on a daily basis. And then when we get closer to the time, you know, next week, uh, we'll start doing our rehearsals, and then we'll get the, the orchestra together. And, and realistically, uh, the singers and orchestra only get together one time before the show starts. I had, is, I had heard that, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that is, that's business standard. Um, that is, wow. that's not a, um, it's not an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really common to like meet the musicians the night before and then do the show the very next night. Wow. And then um, that's it. And, uh, so that's, that's why it takes, uh, so much time for me to, or, or for musicians and singers and instrumentalists and choristers and, and everybody alike. That's why it takes us a lot of time. We have to rehearse because to coordinate all of that is very difficult. And, you know, Don does an amazing job at that. Um, he really does really, really well with coordinating everybody. It's, it's quite a uh, multitasking feat. I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a genius, no question about it. You know. So yeah. is, is there a back and forth about what you will sing, or is it just this is what we're doing and here's, here's what we want you to sing? Yeah, um, that it's just this is what we're doing, and um, you know, does it fit in your voice? Those kind of mm-hmm. conversations would happen, um, not just for for this opportunity, but other opportunities that I've sung before um, in my in my career. And it usually it's just, hey, you know, Sal, um, do you think you can sing this? Is this fit in your voice? Do you mm-hmm. think this, this, does this speak to you? Do, do you connect with this? And you either say yes or no, and right. and I and you know, and then go from go from there. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's just um, rarely do you ever get to pick your own song. Uh-huh. Usually, as as a singer, at least in, in what I'm doing as a as an opera singer, um, people you know, I sing opera shows that have been written hundreds of years ago, right. and. Um, and so, real, really, I don't get to ever really pick my concerts. Now, I am part of the um, the Sacramento Concert Series, uh, the Saturday Club mm-hmm. uh, here in, in town, and, and we do concerts, and uh, my wife and I get to sing on, on one of them every year around uh, Valentine's Day, uh, January, February time. And then we get to pick the rep for that, meaning we get to pick the songs and things for that. But, but most of the time, um, I'm just given, hey, Sal, this is what we'd like you to sing. Uh, yes or no? I say yes, and, and then we then we put on a great show. So it's like Don's the manager of the Boston Red Sox, and he says, we're playing baseball, and you're playing third base. Pretty much. Yeah. Exactly right. That's a great great analogy, and I, I, I appreciate the Red Sox analogy. I've been <laughs> to a school in Boston. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah I was in Boston from uh, 2006 till 2017, so I got to see a few World Series. Yeah, um, and I went to school at um, the Boston Conservatory, which didn't, is didn't right Don go there as well? Don went to um, New England Conservatory, which is literally around the corner. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, my school was on Eight the Fenway, so it was literally on the oh, wow. Fenway. So we could see the Fenway Park, and that was my first ever baseball game I ever attended was at Fenway wow. Park. Wow, the Green yeah. Monster. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 wonderful, wonderful stuff. I bet you don't miss Buffalo based on the the snowstorm they just had. Well, yeah, based on the snowstorm, no, I don't miss the snow, but I definitely Buffalo is such a wonderful city. I think it's underrated. Um, The people there are absolutely amazing and so generous, willing to help people. 
out in, in you know, times of need, digging people, digging snow out for people. And, and the character really comes out in Buffalo in these times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't miss the snow, but I really miss how 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 the people are and, and really the city itself. I've I've heard that very same thing over and over and over about Buffalo. You know, that, yeah. That uh, and you know, it's like I I also I, I had a my uh, one of my brother in laws was from Philadelphia and and uh, he said uh, people didn't ask you what neighborhood you were from; they asked you what parish you were from. And oh, yeah. I've heard the same thing about Buffalo, that it, Beth, Buffalo being a very Catholic city. Um, yeah, that, it is. I actually grew up um, in a small village just south of Buffalo, mm-hmm. which is always kind of easier to say Buffalo. And my, my village was is called Angola. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually is um, uh, named after the country because a lot of the Catholic missionaries would go and help in Angola. Right. And when they would come back to America, they lived... Um, in this little area south of Buffalo. It's right on Lake Erie. So oh, wow. It's kind of a beach community. It's really pretty. And they named it after the country they worked for. How, how appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, we only have one church in town, Most Precious Blood, mm-hmm. um, with the Most Precious Blood School. And it's a Catholic church, and, and we grew up, and, and, and everybody was Catholic. It was just quite, yeah. a, quite an awesome community. And, and Buffalo apparently still has a number of quote-unquote ethnic parishes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We also have the, um, Father Baker uh, uh, built the uh, Basilica in Buffalo, too, mm-hmm. which is a really wild story. He actually um, wrote a letter to everybody. Uh, Buffalo is a huge Italian and Irish city. Right. Also po- Polish. Is and really some Polish, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the second largest uh, Polish community in America is well, in Buffalo. Probably behind taken. Chicago. Exactly, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. And... Um, and so there's there's a lot of those ethnic groups around. So he, uh, Father Baker, wrote a letter to everybody that had like an Irish last name or Italian last name to raise money for to build this basilica. And just like we talked about with Buffalo's generosity, he you know he he uh, saved uh, got 3.5 million dollars in donation and was able wow. to build this this beautiful beautiful basilica in Buffalo. And if you're ever in Buffalo, check it out. It's definitely. Um, one of the more prettier churches I've Who, been And what's the name life. of the church? Um, I've always called it the Basilica. The Basilica, I've yeah. Actually, yeah, I've That's never it. really known what the proper name yeah. for it is, but it's in Lackawanna, is the, mm-hmm. is the city it's in, just south of Buffalo, right. kind of where the Bethlehem steel plants are and stuff right. like that, right. in that area. Right. Uh, is, in, uh, Canisius University, is that there as well? Yeah, Canisius is there, absolutely, yeah, yeah. They um, really good school. Um, my my buddy I went to high school with actually was their basketball coach for a little while, and they, they had a good run there for a couple. They did, years. I, you know, it's it's funny. It it usually comes up during uh, March Madness that name, and and we would argue when we were kids how to pronounce it, and <laughs> and some would say Canisius, and some would say Canisius, and and you know, and, and there was always uh, yeah, they were known for their basketball teams. Yeah, yeah. We we always say Canisius, so I'm guessing that's yeah. the way you say it. <laughs> no, I, that uh, that's yeah. the way I I've I've learned to say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, have you always been interested in music? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I grew up very uh, traditional Italian. Both my parents are Italian, um, and so I was listening to a lot of Frank Sinatra, and uh, of course, um, I would go to church every Sunday and hear the choir singing. So I got exposed to more of a classical sound of music throughout my life. And, 
And early on in sixth grade, I did my very first musical. I was Daddy Warbucks and Annie Jr. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, which Holy Spirit will be doing this year. Uh, I'll be directing and music directing that later this year, um, the Annie Jr. Oh, great. On, on campus, so that will be later in, in March. Uh, but I got to do that, um, and really uh, the reason I did that was because my sister did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd never tell her this, but I guess it's out there now. I did look up to her, and so I, um, I wanted to kind of do what she did. And so um, I decided to join the play. It turns out I was pretty good at it. Um, but most of my focus was football. Um, I was the quarterback of my high school football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we always made playoff runs. We always went deep into the playoffs. We never won the championship, but, you know, got to play at New Era Field or Highmark mm-hmm. Stadium, what it's called now. Um, and um, we used to call it Rich Stadium. but Rich Stadium, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rich Stadium, but... Um, yeah, and so I got to play there for the high school playoffs, and then we went to Syracuse and the Carrier Dome, um, but we never we never won or anything. Um, and then I was a really good wrestler, um, and I was a really good baseball player. I was actually on varsity baseball as a seventh grade uh, student. So wow. I was pinch running mostly my seventh grade year, but then started <laughs> at second base, eighth through, through graduation. And then in the summers, I played golf. So, I mean, a lot of my focus was uh, sports and athletics, um, but I always had that, that music thing in the back of my mind. And when I got to my senior year, I met um, some really influential people at the Buffalo Philharmonic that said, you know, I really think that you have a talent here for singing, and I really think you should pursue it. And I thought to myself, well, I'm five foot nine and I'm a quarterback. How many <laughs> colleges are actually going to want me? Uh-huh. So why not try this music thing, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I went and applied for a bunch of music schools, and I, I only got into one, and that was Boston Conservatory. And they took a chance on me, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, and uh, I ended up going there for my undergrad, and uh, they ended up paying me a full scholarship to go back for my master's. Um, and then I did a post-master's degree at the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music in Cincinnati. Um, and then I got into a program um, in San Francisco for San Francisco Opera called the Merola Program. name of the program? It was called the Marilla Opera. Oh, Marilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, association with San Francisco Opera. So the Boston Conservatory did not have a football team? They didn't. You know, I did try to start a flag football team, mm-hmm. and we were going to play Berkeley College of Music, <laughs> and um, we all had it set up, and it was kind of informal, but I was trying to make it as a tradition, like a turkey bowl thing. You sure. I did it around, yeah, so I did it around Thanksgiving, and... Uh, not too many people showed up, let's say, but we had a fun day in that park, and we actually have a lot of pictures, and me and my friends from college, we still talk about that day, and, and those pictures still come up on Facebook memories, <laughs> and we'll shoot, shoot a note to each other. Hey, remember when we all played football in the fence? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I do remember that. So It was good times, but it didn't work out. I tried. So were you a running quarterback? No, that's the even weirder thing. I was more known for my accuracy and my throwing. I, I was a very accurate quarterback, um, and I was a pocket, uh, pocket passer. 
Yeah, um, I had really uh, large guys that went to our school in high school. I'm from like more of a farm town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you take a guy who throws hay bales up a two-story left, you know, his whole life, he's going to be pretty sizable when he gets to high school. Yeah. And so I benefited from that. And I would do a lot of play action, roll around, roll out, and uh, I would um, run. And I and I, I wasn't slow by any means, but uh, I was always a quarterback that wanted the ball out of my hands into the receiver's uh-huh. hands. Yeah. And, um, and we threw about 35 times a game, so we threw a lot. We threw a lot. It was it was the basis of our of our offense. A lot of shotgun spread, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Well, Jim Jim Kelly wasn't noted for his uh, mobility either. No, he was not. And and I maybe that's why it was because I actually went to his Jim Kelly football camp as a kid, and he taught me how to throw a football. So maybe, mm-hmm. oh, maybe wow. it was him. Did he, he actually come that. to the camp? Oh, absolutely. He still yeah. lives in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. he's very present. And I I know like maybe people see it in the on TV and things like that, that they're like, oh, he can't be that president. No, yeah, like, I mean, I've even seen Jim Kelly walking around a Walmart before. Wow. You know, just, just buying some jeans. You I know, it's, it's funny because, you know, uh, <laughs> so many pro athletes are, are, are associated with their teams but not with their cities so much, whereas when you think of Buffalo, you think of Jim Kelly. Absolutely. Uh, Thurman Thomas still lives in Buffalo mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, those two guys, and, and Steve Tasker, I know he's a little lesser-known person, but a really good special teams player in the early 90s. Uh, yeah. I remember Thurman uh, Thomas when he lost his helmet. <laughs> he had like, the famous one when he forgot his helmet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, somebody made a joke about that, I think, at the last uh, Super Bowl. Oh, is that right? A, yeah, there was like a news story where somebody made a joke <laughs> about how Thurman Thomas walked out with no helmet. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. You have this great yeah. career, and that's what people remember you for. I know, right? Hall of Famer, and, and he's known as the guy who forgets his helmet. <laughs> well, are you going to wear it? Don't forget your helmet. Or what What could you forget before the concert? What? Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I did a concert um, last year, and I forgot um, my socks. I had no socks. <laughs> I had, like, no black socks, right? And uh, I'd forgotten my, my tux. I, yeah. Uh, one time I forgot my whole tux. Oh, gee. So, yeah, I had to like raid the costume shop and find one. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, you know, it's nothing too nothing too crazy. Um, my my wife ended up saving the day and bringing me some socks. So that's great. And she she sings too. Yeah, we met in college. Um, she has a beautiful voice. She's a soprano. Um, really. Um, when I first heard her sing is, is probably, you know, the first time I, I thought, you know, wow. It was, it was the first time I was ever, you know, blown away by my wife. And I continue to get blown away and surprised by her every day. She's, she's a wonderful woman that, that I could not uh, ask for a better one. Uh, the amount of support and time and sacrifice that she made for me to be able to do this and sing uh, is something that I will never be able to repay her for, but I will definitely try for the rest of my life to do so. And you, you have a six-year-old? Yeah, we have a six-year-old, and my wife is also uh, pregnant with our second child right now. How wonderful. You've been blessed. Yeah, I have been. been I, I always say I'm, I'm one of the most lucky, most blessed people that I, I know. It's just I've had such a, a, a wonderful wonderful time and experiences throughout my life this far, and, and I'm incredibly thankful for that. Well, Salvatore, it is so great to talk with you, and uh, 
Uh, I will be at home for the holidays with my family, and uh, we can't wait to hear you. Uh, Saturday, December 10, the 2 p.m. matinee at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. Uh, go to sacramentochoral.org or call the box office, 916-808-5181 or ticketmaster.com. Uh, we will uh, be praying that uh, this is your best performance uh, to date. Yes. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. And, and you know, I look forward to seeing everybody, yourself, and, and everybody listening. I look forward to seeing you at the concert. Hey, thanks so much. God bless you and your family. Have a have a happy and merry and holy Christmas. Awesome. Thanks to you. You as well. Take care. All thanks. right. Yeah. God bless. That's uh, Salvatore Ate, and uh, he teaches at Holy Spirit as well. He will be the headliner at the Home for the Holidays Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra, also will be part of From Heaven on High, celebrating the beauty and joy of Christmas, Sacred Heart Scola Cantorum, Don Kendrick, conductor, Ryan Enright, organist, uh, Saturday, December 17 at 8 p.m., Sunday, December 18 at 2 p.m. at Sacred Heart Church, 39th and J Streets, right here in Sacramento. You can go to Scola Cantorum, that's S-C-H-O-L-A, Scola Cantorum, dot com or call 850-545-4298. Tickets will also be available at the door. Again, the evening concert, Saturday the 17th, Sunday the 18th, the matinee at 2 p.m. The the Saturday is 8 p.m., the matinee at 2 p.m., all at 39th NJ. Uh, that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'll talk to you again. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916 638 
1-800-227-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. To the cross I look And to the cross I cling 